Hello, and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I'm Simone Rochefort, senior video producer at Polygon, and I'm here today with Christina Warren, senior cloud advocate at Microsoft. And it's just the two of us today. Yay! Uh, Brianna is we miss out you, Brianna. this week. We do miss her. Um, but we are going to put together a an exciting grab bag of a show for you this week. A lot of little, uh, little but intense topics to cover. Uh, but first... An exciting one. Shout out to listener Gail, who I said I would shout out to several weeks ago. And then I forgot because we were talking (laughs) in my Instagram DMs. Uh, This belated shout out goes out to Gail, who uh, related to our Spotify wrapped convo from a couple weeks ago is in the top 1% of Rocket listeners on Spotify. Thank you, Spotify hero Gail. All right. Now, let's get into the meat of the show. We are starting today with an update on the Elizabeth Holmes trial, such as it is, because we have very little to update you on. (laughs) So, we are currently waiting for a verdict in the Elizabeth Holmes fraud case. When jury deliberations are due to resume on January Third, we are also, of course, awaiting a verdict in the case of Wu v. Warren, um, in which some five hundred dollars mm-hmm. have been put towards whether Elizabeth Holmes will serve jail time or not. Yes, um, we heard from Brianna; she is not feeling optimistic about her chances. But let me just quickly run through what's going on right now. So, the jury's deliberating, uh, as NPR explained in an article that I've put in the show notes. It might seem, it, while it might seem clear to us on the outside and from the many podcasts that have covered this case, that uh, that Elizabeth Holmes is complicit in fraud, it's not as easy for a jury who has to essentially say, "We know exactly what she was thinking at yep. X time," and that's something that prove intent, right? Yeah, the, the government has to prove intent, which is very difficult. Very, very difficult to prove. It's clear that the investors of Theranos thought that they were, you know, getting some kind of cutting edge technology that was on the verge of being deployed in Iraq and in Walmarts all over. But did Elizabeth Holmes actually think, did Elizabeth Holmes intentionally mislead them or was it all just an accident? Who can say? We can't. Uh, well, we can say what we think we think. We can. But we, we can't can. say what we, Elizabeth Holmes thinks she thinks. Exactly. We can say that we personally think based on evidence that was much of it was not admitted into court that she's a not great person. Yeah. And uh, ugh, go on. You know, <laughs> so, so some might say sociopath, although we're not diagnosticians. So we can't say that either. But we can say that that some people might make that as make that observation. Right. But what a jury is going to say and what they can uh what the what the prosecution proved i don't know i'm 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 interested well, i know this is just a brief topic this trial went on for almost 4 months yeah uh i think that was a massive mistake on the prosecution's oh, part yeah yeah i i think absolutely you're right because um what has been proven over the the course of theranos's rise is that sh- uh, uh, whatever else you might think about her, she can be a very compelling pitch woman. Mm-hmm. And everyone in that courtroom has gotten to know each other over these 15 weeks or so. I think it would be very hard to separate out like that that growing sense of knowing someone from what has you know been discussed, what is part of the court record. Um, she's had a lot of time to sort of to make her case and to be compelling. And 
that's dangerous. Yeah. Also, her lawyer, from every account of every podcast that I've listened to and, um, you know, the the people in the courtroom, her lawyer, real freaking good. Yeah. Like her whole team of lawyers that, that people are, are estimating she spent $10 million on how she got that money. That's a really good question. Ooh. I want to read an investigation into that. However, uh, like and like her her main attorney seemed to be like 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 a um, you know Jose Baez level of just good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I, my 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 contention from the beginning has been that as as guilty as I personally think she is, and as gross as I personally think she is, I was like they're not sending her to jail. And that was before she had a baby, and before they gave her the makeover, and before. Yep. The prosecution decided to, you know, think that their most sympathetic victims are the DeVos family and the Cox family and the Murdochs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, you know, because because at, at a certain point for all the things that she did for what she's been accused of wire fraud, it's like, OK, so maybe you defrauded some investors. OK, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, not so much about like the people who were confused about their blood test results and right, were, right, were harmed right. by and, that. And it, it, well, and it's not even about like what the potential harm could have been for some of the other things. And even then with those things, I don't know if what she did was criminal. I'm going to be completely honest. I feel like yeah. she should never be allowed to operate a business again. But I'm not convinced that she like I wish that this had all been some massive grift like from the beginning where she genuinely thought that she was just like pulling one over on everyone. It's like I'm raising all this money, you know, and I'm just going to go like to the you know some private island somewhere and like live large mm-hmm. no i think she's i personally think she's completely delusional yeah yeah she does think that she is a visionary ceo and she right. went she created this company with the intention of i believe following through yeah exactly exactly but... I, mean, I think <laughs> right i mean look look charles ponzi had good intentions too doesn't mean that that um doesn't mean he didn't create the Ponzi scheme. <laughs> right, exactly. Doesn't mean that, yeah. that he wasn't a terrible person, didn't rob a ton of people for money, but but he like, you know, what didn't go into it like intending to defraud people, which is what a lot of our favorite scammers do. Uh, yes. but you know, and again, I mean that comes down to the intent thing. And so I don't know. I it'll be interesting. I feel like they're not going back until after the first of the year. They've been in deliberations for so long. Um there's still a very good possibility that I will owe Rihanna $500. And if that is the case, I'm happy to pay it. But I mean, I'm not happy, but like I'll be, <laughs> I will obviously do it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like the longer it, it goes, the the less, I don't know. I mean, I, f- I feel like at this point they've been in deliberations for so long. Yeah. The the NPRP said not to read too much into the the long deliberation time because it honestly could mean anything. Um, but what else are we gonna do while we're waiting? I was gonna say, and, and, but I, but I, and, and I agree with that. But I also feel like, and again, look, I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not a jury consultant. I don't know any of that stuff. But I also feel like the time away, because of of how the deliberation process has been, mm-hmm. where you know they 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 had time off for Christmas, and now they're having time off for New Year's. Um, that I, I think does have an impact on. Yeah you know how much you're able to focus on things like they asked if they could take the jury instructions home and the judge was like nope <laughs> which means they have to do which good right like they need yeah. to do it all in 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 the jury room but you have to wonder like how much does that impact what they're actually thinking um and and how are they approaching this because you know you might come to what you feel like is a consensus one day and then you resume talks four or five days later like that's completely you know what i mean yeah like yeah, how do you get yourself back to, how do you get yourself back to that mindset and if anything and i'm curious about this i wonder what that even means for her appeal chances 
Ooh, that's a good question. So this could be increasingly ongoing. <laughs> it could get, yeah, because I mean, because if it were me and look, I'm not, again, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not anything, but I always, you know me, I always like, think of the angles. I always think about like, okay, how would I like scam my way out of this? Even though I'm not a scammer, which is the irony. Um, I would be thinking, I'd be like, okay, well, if the jury has been home and around all this news and around all this other stuff for this extended periods of time, like if you could prove that even one of them had like undue exposure or something. Yeah, you know that would I mean? be very, yeah. And, and that that's incredibly likely. Um, yeah. Maybe difficult to prove. I don't know. I think even just like being, and obviously it's their job to not let these things happen, but they're human. I think even just being like home and, you know, theoretically around a family for the holidays. That's that what I'm saying. has a softening effect on a person. Oh, 100%. I think in general. Oh, I think in general, yeah. I mean, this time of year is really bad, I think, for the prosecution. Or maybe a hardening effect, depending on <laughs> what your situation is. Totally. But but I, I mean I think I think that I think it's very difficult, you know, to to want to send a, a mother to jail. Yeah. Let me finish know? hugging my kids and then go send Elizabeth Holmes to jail. <laughs> yeah. Right. And obviously, like I I I think that she's guilty as anything, but and I know it's the jury's job to not let these things influence them, but uh, what what should be and what is are two very different things. So we shall see. Uh, probably next week they uh, will they'll have resumed deliberating. We won't necessarily have a verdict yet, but you you know, of course, listener, we will update you when they do, and we will finally put to rest this latest big budget bet. <laughs> Christina, is this going to cancel out your Yang Gang uh, debt? Yeah, it will. If okay. I win, then, then win. it will. It, I will. I will finally be out of that hole. Because I mean, look, that was my biggest L of 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 twenty twenty one. But yeah, it was our biggest <laughs> mistake of twenty twenty one. All right, uh, let's move on to our second topic of the day. So this is actually a uh, a question. From a rocket listener, uh, this was sent to Brianna, um, and Brie gave us the okay to to chat about it without her. I think she'll definitely have thoughts about it when she comes back. Um, if if it's still relevant, then let me read this question from rocket listener Anna. Hi, I'm not sure if your show is the right place for it, but if so, I'd love to get your takes on the ethics of working for various tech employers. I say this after seeing some of the drama over Coinbase. How should any of us be deciding who we'd be okay working for? who we're okay with other people working for. Do we even get to say anything on the latter? Just a thought. Thanks. And thank you, Anna, uh, for sending in the question. Um, so I'm going to throw to Christina because this topic obviously doesn't just come out of nowhere. It comes out of conversations that are happening on Twitter. So Christina, can you explain briefly why people are having drama over uh, working for Coinbase right now? Yeah. So um, and I should say a disclosure, and I don't want to get super deep into the weeds on this because I, I know the person who's at the center of this. Um, she and I well used to work together. I consider her a friend and and I and I'm not like happy that that she is feeling so kind of put upon. So that's my own bias. But um uh Chloe uh Condon, who um was developer advocate at Microsoft, uh accepted a job at Coinbase uh, where she's going to be on their developer relations team. Uh, another one of my former colleagues is also on that developer relations team. And when she announced that she was going, uh, the response um, was some of the uh, started out with like a lot of the congratulatory stuff, but there have also been a lot of people 
who've made a lot of commentary, both like directly and in subtweets that have been attacking her for taking a job at Coinbase because of their own um, kind of issues with, with the crypto and Web3 space. And uh, and so that's opened up, I think, this broader conversation about ethics and where you work and whether or not, as 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 Anna, you know, d- definitely kind of put it, like, do we even have a do we even have a place to even comment on on other people's um, uh, job decisions. And so, um, I have my own thoughts, but I'd really love to hear yours, Simone. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously this is, uh, we spend a lot of time on this show covering companies who are messing up, um, and who I think are actively causing harm to, to the world at large among them, Facebook, for example. Um, and I myself have been incredibly vocal about my thoughts on, Bitcoin and my distrust of the entire Web3 space. And where I so where I come down on this is I personally draw my own ethical boundaries about what companies I work for. I'm I do not at this moment, I cannot imagine myself working for Facebook or for Amazon or related to Bitcoin in any capacity. But does, does the fact that I draw those ethical boundaries for myself mean that people who do work for those companies are unethical. No, I do not think that at all because we're not my my personal ethics and my personal standards for myself do not reflect on other people. I don't see those things as related at all because we're not coming from the same place. I personally like I I don't see anything redeemable about Bitcoin. I don't think that Facebook can be fixed. I think that there's too much damage done there already, but someone might believe that they can be fixed from the inside or that they can be improved in some way or that they can even cause some small measure of improvement in the culture around that thing that would that would make it worthwhile for them and make it a friendlier space for other people. Or they might think that they might be working for a company like that in a capacity totally unrelated to the parts that know, I, for example, find objectionable or the parts that they find objectionable. Uh, someone who's working for Facebook, maybe in a, a pure coding capacity, not related at all to like their news algorithm or something might, I think, validly say, you know, that's, that's terrible. But I, I don't know that there's anything that I can do about that. Or like, I, I'm not responsible for fixing that problem. I guess there, I, I think that there's room to debate that whether that person is whether we think that person is correct or not. But I don't think that Twitter, the public forum, is the place to do that with strangers. And that's where my other line comes down, because I, I think it's it's very easy to criticize other people's choices and think, oh, they're they're wrong for doing this thing. Maybe they just have different information from you. And maybe that's okay. And maybe maybe they are wrong, but it's not necessarily our responsibility to to make that decision and to have to prove it to someone, especially if that person is a stranger and especially in some kind of strange public forum where where debate can be so distorted and so depersonalized and so uh, so upsetting that these are my assorted initial thoughts. Does that make sense? Do you have additional thoughts of your own? Yeah, no, I actually I, I largely agree with everything that you said. I, I feel like um, we all have our personal lines about where we would and would not work. And, and I should also state that in a lot of cases, that is that is a part of privilege mm-hmm. uh, because 
for instance, I might find that things that the government does to be untenable. And uh, but that doesn't mean that um, even, even if even if I felt like like things were really terrible and, and, and that having any sort of like government job would be, you know, like bad. That doesn't mean that that everyone could make that decision to not have a stable you know, job for 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 the mm-hmm. local or, or the state or federal government, right? Yeah. Like I, I I I so even having the ability to, to turn down um certain places that you feel like you couldn't work at, there is a certain amount of privilege in that. Um and um I also like you, there are companies that I can't see myself ever working for, Facebook being one of them. Having said that, if Facebook you know, this is a complete hypothetical. It's very easy for me to say there's no way in hell I would ever work at Facebook. If Facebook came to me, though, and said, I will pay you $2 million a year, which, it, you know, I, I it's easy for me to say, well, that'll never happen. So I can just quickly, like, write this off. You know, I, I'm I'm easy to to kind of make that come in. Well, I would never work there. But if I was actually faced with that decision, I, I can't say that I, I, I would know what to do. Mm-hmm. I would like to think that I would still stand firm and say, look, I don't think that I could work for this company. And if I'm being completely honest, I think that my selfishness really comes to even more to the place, which would be, I don't know if I want this company's reputation to tarnish my future. Um, and and it would be even less about like how ethically does every aspect of this company work for and more do I want to be tainted by working here, if I'm being completely candid. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are places and there are organizations and there are jobs that I've, I've not gone for, not taken because I'm like, I don't know if I could work there. And I think, though, that every person has that line. And I'm not going to hold anyone else to that standard. Yeah, I think it's a very it, it it's very self-centered to hold someone else to your standard of employment, especially because there there is I, I truly do not think that there is a concrete answer there. Like going back to the Facebook example, just because I don't think it can be fixed doesn't mean that somebody right. else doesn't, this doesn't mean it, that I'm right. I could be no, very wrong about that. You could and, be. I mean, yeah. right. Okay, so I work at Microsoft. Microsoft is a company that when I got when I accepted my job there, I actually accepted I actually expected more blowback than I got. Mm-hmm. Um it was a lot of surprise from people, understandably, because I was, you know, an Apple beat reporter for so long yeah. and and because I was switching careers, but I was actually expecting more criticism and that didn't happen, which was nice, but I, I was actually expecting some of it. But there are people who will immediately dismiss anything that I say in certain forums and will immediately, and I've been attacked as being a sellout and a shill and this mm-hmm. and that, and I work for an evil empire. I don't think those any of those things are true, but plenty of people out there might look at me and say, oh, you work at this corporation that we don't agree with some of their decisions, and so you are morally corrupt. Okay, you know what? You can have that opinion. Um, I personally disagree with that, and I think that, uh, you know, I, 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 would, I would really, like, challenge you to, like, find one thing that I've directly worked on that is that is you know fit any of those definitions, but fine. You know if, if you want to have that opinion, that's okay. Um, but I would also point to Microsoft being a company that, and I've said this on the record before, and and I'll say it again. I would not have worked there five years before I took that job. That was not a place, and it didn't have mm-hmm. a culture where I would have taken the job. Not because of some sort of moral like superiority, but because I just don't feel like I would have been able to like it wouldn't would have been a place I would have wanted to work. Um, and in five years, the company changed and the, the, the four and a half years that I've been there has changed even more. And so, yes, places can change. Um, doesn't mean that that they mm-hmm. uh, for both the good and the bad. You can also work at places that are really good and that can shift without you even realizing into being yeah. really bad places. So I'm not going to. And that all comes from the people who are working there who it does. believe in the good of that. 
it does. That situation. So it, some of it does come from the top down and, and how much you believe in your leadership and how much, you know, like confidence you have in them. And and then some of it comes from, you know, some of the other executives. And and look, you know, but there there are places I probably have a list of places where I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I like I do ignore Facebook rec- recruiter requests from Facebook. I don't even want to have those conversations because, frankly, I don't even want to get into that what if thing. Right. I don't even want to have to walk <laughs> down that line of like, OK, how much money you know, would they have to offer me for me to consider this? Like, I don't even want to go into that, into that space. And, and they probably wouldn't want to hire me anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's also easy in some cases for me to be like, okay, well, I would never work at Palantir. I would never work at this or that because it's not even an option. But that's the thing. Yeah. Especially I think for me, when it comes to like Facebook and Amazon, I'm never going to be offered a job there. (laughs) And it's even, even more, I'm even more certain about that than the possibility that you would be offered a job there because at least you work in tech. (laughs) I'm a creative. Uh, Not that you're not a creative. No, no, no. But, 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 I mean, I have no coding skills. (laughs) Yeah, but they have creative, you know, jobs and those things too. But anyway, I mean, you know, these are massive corporations. And so it's really easy to be like, oh, I would never work at this place. And, and then I I don't know. I, I feel like it's, I personally feel like it is not our place to put our morals and ethics on someone else. I also feel like exactly like you said, look, we might have our private opinions about what jobs people take. Twitter is not the place for that. Yeah. Especially if you are not, even if you are a public figure, even if you are somebody who is like super famous and some super big exec, and I've probably been guilty of dunking on people. I'm sure I have. I'm sure I've said really crappy things on Twitter to people dunking on them who, because I've considered them, yeah, I've, I've considered it punching up and I've, I've considered other things. I'm sure I've done that. I'm sure if you were to go through my tweets, as people have done to try to, you know, like, give me, aha, you said this thing in 2007 about Britney Spears. How dare you? And I'm like, yeah, I did. Cool. Um, Like, I, you know, I, I like... People can always kind of come back. I'm sure if people wanted to look through, I've, I've said things and I've criticized people for taking jobs. I have also, I think, and I, we've been pretty consistent on this show. I think that I've been trying to be pretty consistent being like, I don't, I'm not going to judge people for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure that I have. Um, but I don't feel like it's our role and I don't feel like it's our business and I don't feel like Twitter is the place. And and I feel like, you know, um, I, I, I sent you a link. There's a, just kind of talking about the crypto thing in specific. There was a really interesting article that my friend Kylie Robeson uh, wrote for Insider. Uh, the headline is, The Web3 Boom is Bringing America's Culture Wars to the Tech Industry. And insiders say it's already causing an ideological rift among developers. And it's actually a really interesting, this was written before any of the, the other stuff happened, but it's kind of a dis- discussion about people who are becoming, frankly, in my opinion, and I have a lot of problems with Web3, although I'm a fan of decentralization. I have a lot of problems with a lot of the the hype around it. I, I'm not as anti it as as you are because I I, I don't know. I feel like there could be some potential behind the tech and and I feel like um there are some things to explore. I also feel like this is already here and and I don't feel like we can escape it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I it's one of those things as a technologist I don't want to ignore just because I might not be a fan of what some of the things represent. Um but um there have become like it has become almost like this, this as, as as Kylie writes in the piece, like this this polarizing issue where people are making these comments one way or another. Like, you know, we've we've talked before about kind of the hype people who are just, you know, come across as pretty deranged, you know, and hyping this stuff. But the anti people can be pretty deranged, too. And um, it is very interesting, I think, like taking any of the personal aspects of, of the individuals out of it just to kind of look at what this is is doing and um uh i feel like 
I don't know, some of it also feels to me like a lot of this is Twitter drama. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this is stuff where people have these opinions, but it's not really going to stop people from taking jobs. Because I've seen a number of people who I really, really respect take jobs in the Web3 space and do those things. And I, I can't say that I blame them. It's a hot space. It is kind of like the next big thing. I'm not going to object to anybody taking something on, especially something that's new. And that, you know, to be to be fair, as you said, we don't know what these things are going to evolve to. And we don't know, you know, things can change. Web3 is still so new enough that even if I think the people who are currently kind of leading it and are the biggest hype masters, even if I agree with Jack Dorsey on a personal level that I feel mm-hmm. like it's kind of a grift, that doesn't mean that that's what it all it ever will be. Yeah. In fact, if we want to really encourage things to not be that, if anything, we should maybe be encouraging people who have slightly different mindsets and have different perspectives to be involved. Yes, I 100% agree on that. Uh, so to wrap this topic up, do we get a say on who we're okay with other people working for? No. No, no, <laughs> how, we don't. How should we decide uh, who we're okay working for? I, I think we've kind of covered this, but maybe not like explicitly answered this. It's it's hard, man. I don't I don't know that there is. I think it's a personal thing. Yeah, I think we have to know our own lines. It's so personal on a financial aspect, on an ethics aspect, on a, a just situational aspect. It's so personal. Yeah, I, I'm just going to share one anecdote because this sure. might be interesting. So I, um, you know, when I was in journalism, I often went on television. And one of the networks that I was booked on a lot was both Fox News and Fox Business. Now, obviously, my uh, political beliefs are very different than the majority of uh, the the commentators, uh, especially the opinion kind of analysts on those networks. But I was booked there to talk about technology, although I was, I think, then banned for like a, a few weeks or something from a show that I went on frequently because I, I dared to argue with the host that um, I did think that uh, there should be nationalized um, um, uh, maternity and paternity leave. Very funny. Um, but, um, uh, you know, and I was respectful for it, but I pushed back on the host and, and, and he and I had a good relationship. But then I was not booked for a while and they actually told me why, which was fine. Um, But I had people who I had like a a, an ex-boyfriend reach out to me on Facebook when I was like posting that I was like, you know, in the green room or something. He was like, how can you do that? Don't you feel like that's completely morally, you know, corrupt in this and that? I was like, you know, that's that's a really interesting question. And I've asked myself that. And I've said, you know, I um, first of all, I didn't make those bookings. My company booked me and mm-hmm. wanted me to go on a talk. And and I I didn't feel like I was in a position to really be able to be like a beggar and chooser. Oh, no, I'm not going to go on that network. Now, I did make a couple of decisions about specific shows and about specific topics. Like at one point, they wanted somebody to be on the pro side of a, of a net of a, or a, of, of getting rid of net neutrality. And 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 my my uh, company wanted to know, like, could you argue that? And I'm like, I could. Will I? No. Yeah. Um, you know, and and um and there were a couple of shows that that I wouldn't go on, but I wasn't going to do a blanket thing on the network because a, I wasn't talking about ideological things. I was talking about tech, yeah. you know, like in, in a non ideological sense, mostly kind of explaining things that were happening either in strict financial terms or in strict like announcement terms. So I wasn't making any sort of you know kind of statement about that. I wasn't getting involved in those discussions. A and B, you know that that wasn't my job as a journalist to kind of make that decision about where I, you know, pick and choose like where I could comment on something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like it, it mm-hmm. didn't feel like that was appropriate. Having said that, um, there have been talks and it never got anywhere where there were talks about me becoming like um, a, a contributor to the network. Um, and I have to be honest, that would have been a difficult thing for me to grapple with because on the one yeah. hand, the money 
more than likely would have been more than my salary as just a straight reporter. Jeez. On the other hand, it would have meant having, you know, X network contributor on my on my bio. But I'm going to be also honest with you, living in New York City, I -hmm. don't think I would have been able to turn that down. Yeah. And I I think the situation you've laid out is great because on on Twitter and in online conversations, it's very easy to have this complete binary um, reaction to something. Whereas the situation you've laid out has about (laughs) five layers, like being on the network, being on the network speaking about a non-ideological topic, just explaining something, being on the network, taking a side in a debate on something, being a contributor to the network. Like these are all like different situations that each require their own assessment. And it's not as simple as Fox News bad, which Fox News is. But yeah, if, if you can take a if you can take a moment to go on that network and clarify something technology related for somebody who who needs that information, right. people can debate whether that's a good decision or not. But ultimately, I don't think that there is an answer to that, no. that somebody could like plant a flag on the ground and say, you you done effed up. You did a bad thing because somebody can believe that, but you can believe otherwise. And <laughs> there's no there's no clear answer to that. I mean, I think there's a clear answer to that. And I don't think it's wrong, but you know, there's not, there's not a clear cut, you know, I don't even think there's a moral debate there. It's barely anything. Anyway, that's what I think about that. Actually, this is really excellently uh, related to the next topic because um, women in games face this question every day when it comes to uh, like choosing, taking jobs at certain companies. Uh, Obviously, Activision has been hugely in the news this year uh, because of their sexual discrimination and harassment problems. Um, Ubisoft has been in the news over the same thing. And our next topic is about Riot Games uh, because Riot has reached a settlement. They they settled a 2018 lawsuit brought by women employees for discrimination and harassment. Uh, They settled that lawsuit to the tune of $100 million dollars. Uh, of that, $80 million goes to the settlement class, and the rest is for legal fees. Um, the practices described in the lawsuit are probably not shocking at this point. Regrettably, um, plaintiffs were subject to sexual comments and passed over for promotions. So as part of the, the settlement, Riot has also agreed to uh, commit to a third-party monitoring company uh, for its internal processes and for pay transparency for the next three years. Um, so th- this is a huge momentous occasion uh, as part of the you know ongoing narrative of the past few years of AAA game companies grappling with uh, with treatment of of women employees, um, and also just like I said, tangentially related to the last topic because as a woman in games, what are you going to do when offered the choice of working at some place like Activision or Ubisoft or Riot that makes some of the largest, most influential games right. in our industry. Like, do you choose to join that culture and try to change it, or do you not? Or, or do you want a job or not? Let's do be you honest. Do you want a job or that. not? Yeah. <laughs> Let's even be more honest about that because I think the games. It's kind of like the Hollywood system, right? Like exactly, which is which, yeah. is which is you know where kind of like Me Too and things like that came from. Which is yeah, you know, a lot of people said, "Oh, I, I can't believe all these people were so complicit with Harvey Weinstein and this and that." And it's like. 
did you want a job or not? And if you didn't directly see things and if you weren't directly aware of things, first of all, unless also you were a very high ranking executive, you don't have any power over any of those decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, make no mistake about that. Um, like, like, like you don't like I, I was telling somebody this the other day about something. I was like, you don't get paid enough to worry about some uh, about all of those things, because in some cases it is just like, OK, if you want to work in games, you have um, very few choices because mm-hmm. most of the studios are owned by big companies and most of those companies have problems. It yep. is it is is a problematic industry. Now you could say, and I think this would be completely fair for many people, and unfortunately, many people have taken this decision where they can say, "I don't want to be in this environment, and this is not worth it to me, and I will do something else, and I can do something else." And I have nothing but respect for people who make that decision. But there are also people who say, "I really want to make games." Yeah, you know. Yep, totally agree. Um, so huge deal that uh, Riot has settled this. Um, yep. And I think, I think good. So the, this uh, this case followed a the publishing of a story by Cecilia D'Anastasio at Kotaku that basically outlined the problems with the culture at Riot. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first, I think, really big yes. stories about this that that broke over the last few years. Um, I I can't really I obviously can't speak to like whether it is enough or whether it will be enough to have third-party monitoring for three years and fix trans- pay transparency and stuff. But I do, I think, see it as a a good step along the lines with what I said uh, a few months ago when this latest, um, the, the latest coverage of Activision kicked off, which is that right. it, to me it does feel like we are at a a change a, 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 a an inflection point uh, it, I mean, for the game industry i mean he's still ceo though right yes okay bobby kotick is still ceo <laughs> but I mean, so right but but there's been more discussion i mean i i will yeah. say i don't feel like and maybe i'm wrong here and and and, and I, I do feel like this is a good thing i feel like this hundred billion dollar settlement is a start if is it enough who knows you know um but but Look, $80 million, which are going to go to female workers, is not a small amount of money. Um, uh, Obviously, the individual amounts are not going to be large, but this is not a small settlement. Um, And and so I think that that is a a, a good sign. Uh, You know, is it enough? Obviously, it's not enough, but it's, you know, we have to we have to kind of everything's on kind of a continuum. You know, you can't expect like uh, some people would like to just see the entire thing is burned down and be bankrupt. And and okay maybe but then you have to think about okay well how many jobs would then be lost like mm-hmm. there 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 are a lot of of things you have to think about you know when when we kind of get our best wishes I will say though I think that even though I think that the conversations that have happened and there have been some signs of some changes happening and I feel like the fact that people feel more capable and able to speak up is the most important thing I personally don't think until we see the Bobby Codex of the world resigning i don't mean just like some of the ubisoft people and some of the the lower level mm-hmm, execs who get mm-hmm. pushed out i mean we need someone like the him to, to, be, to be kicked out right exactly and the people who they look at as being incredibly powerful you know industry figures and then largely responsible for some of the financial success because of their shrewd decisions right mm-hmm. like somebody like that i feel like i feel like you do need the ouster of that which we have seen in hollywood to give hollywood credit yeah. hollywood has made those decisions the gaming industry i don't think has yet i hope that that will happen 
Yes, I definitely agree with that. I think that there, I, I do think that we are on a an upward trend here. Um, I think if Kodak were ousted, that would be definitely a, a watershed moment and definitely like more of an explosive dam bursting. Um, but I do think that things are moving in the right direction, however slowly, which is very frustrating, obviously, um, because it just means, you know, more sort of chaff, uh, human chaff in the mill of <laughs> slow societal change, which is frustrating and uh, demoralizing. However, it's not bad. <laughs> no, I mean, look, we're, we're getting there. Like, it's better than, look, I would much rather see these sorts of things happen than it continue to get uh, slid under the rug. Yes. Or people not be able to even tell their stories. Absolutely. Or, or for people who tell their stories for the reaction. And this was the case, I mean, as, as yeah. Brianna knows better than almost anybody, when just, you know, seven years ago, mm-hmm. if people mentioned these things, they were dismissed immediately and were barraged with harassment and no one took any of it seriously. Yeah. I hope other companies look at this and go, my God, I don't want to pay $80 million for anything. <laughs> I better change my ways, um, which is maybe naive, but I hope that 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 this is another sort of landmark uh, in the road along the way to a better game industry. All right, let's move on to our last topic of the day. Delicious, stupid hmm. Tumblr drama. Oh my God, I love this so much. I mean, I love it so much, I hate it. It's, it's so dumb, but it's also so yeah. Tumblr. In these, the very last hours of 2021, Tumblr has found a way to be dramatic. (laughs) So Tumblr's iOS app has been updated to comply with Apple's, you know, strict TOS. Apparently, Tumblr needed to, quote unquote, extend the definition of what sensitive content is to remain available within Apple's app store. Uh, As Part of reaching this lofty goal, Tumblr has censored a long, long list of tags that many feel make up the core Tumblr user experience. Um, So posts that contain these censor tags won't appear in iOS in search or on the user's dashboard, which is the main feed of Tumblr, where all the blogs that you've subscribed to, all their posts show up there. All all they live. So basically, the only way you could find these things would be like if you were on an individual blog and you happen to find one of those posts and click on one of those tags. Yeah. And then you could go through the other things. Or if you just like were a crazy person and went through the entire archives of that particular blog. If you are on the iOS app. Now, Simone, you're asking, what raunchy, horrendous tags has Tumblr Mm -hmm. possibly banned? Uh, The list of banned tags is a truly bizarre salad of things that are sexy, things that are controversial, and things that are totally banal. Uh, So on the more, like, I can see, I can see this happening side, things like begging, bondage, cannibalism have been uh, blocked Also, things like hashtag submission, uh, which a Twitter user pointed out, is a tag that Tumblr automatically applies to a post that is submitted to a blog, which is unfortunate for anyone who has a blog that's open to submissions who can now not see posts that are submitted to it on their dashboard. On the mysterious side, um, hashtags selfie hashtag me hashtag my face are all banned tags all of those are like usually people will use those to tag posts of themselves 
so that they can see their past selfies. Um, I can also see, obviously, they're used to tag people's pornography when they post pornography of themselves. Uh, do I think it's the majority of, of posts under those tags? It wasn't in my day. Who knows? Uh, other band tags. The actor Alec Lightwood and the singer Kim <laughs> Do-yeon. I'm not sure. Christina, do you have any idea why no i mean unless there was just like a lot of porn or or erotic art or dr- written around them i have no clue why alec white lightwood i i've like no concept sorry let me be <laughs> the fictional character alec lightwood he's okay, not so an fictional actor character. i was gonna say i was okay the yeah. fictional character i was like i have no idea why that fictional character like ha- have people like drawn a lot of sexy photos like that photos drawn a lot of sexy art but in that case, let me let me double check because if that if Alec Lightwood, the character from Shadowhunters, is banned, every single person from Supernatural should be banned. I agree, and like yes, I mean th- there are so many people that should be banned. Uh, if that's the case, the there was a really interesting explanation from a former Tumblr engineer um, on Tumblr that basically kind of talked about like the past challenges that tumblr has had over the years dealing with the app store and those are things that i've talked about on this show before because people frequently blamed yahoo as getting rid of the porn and i've been like no it was apple and (laughs) this this definitively like proved that because you had somebody who was working there at the time going on the record and saying that so it's not just christina being a you know conspiracy theorist which a number of people emailed me and tweeted me about and i'm like no actually i i had information i just couldn't reveal how i got my information and i still can't but but i'd done prior reporting that for whatever reason tumblr had um and and i i feel i think i've I've mentioned this in the past i feel sort of partially responsible because there'd been a there'd been an app uh there'd been there'd been a a photo app 500 pixels that was kicked out of the app store because apparently they found and it wasn't even like porn it was like maybe even like 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 artful kind of like maybe like nude stuff or whatever that Apple found the app was kicked out of the app store mm-hmm. became this huge kerfuffle. I wrote a lot about it. And in fact, one of the things I wrote about was mentioning and including screenshots from Tumblr showing all the porn that was on Tumblr oh, and it was available. No. Now, I, I now I can't say that that was the thing that put it on their radar. I am sure that it was on their radar before that. But I have always felt a little bad about my own potential role and in, in like making it even more clear. But the, we've talked about this before, how arbitrary Apple is with this stuff like Reddit is fine. Um, you know, other things that have NSFW content tend to be okay. Tumblr, for whatever reason, I have a feeling it's because of the demographic that Tumblr was largely based on. They've been really, really hard on. Um, and, and this was, you know, uh, I think even before the Yahoo purchase, but but certainly, you know, right as it was happening, it was it was a difficult thing. And this was years before, you know, it was sold to Verizon and, and, and mm-hmm. the, the, the porn ban um, where, you know, they, they got rid of certain tags and certain things. And based on the, the Tumblr engineer's a uh, former Tumblr engineer's post. Basically, what would happen is that when app review would happen, a reviewer would maybe find content that they thought violated the app store rules, which maybe they did, maybe they didn't, and because because they would then go through like a you know maybe an appeals process. Um, and the easiest way sometimes to get rid of it would be to remove those tags mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. where a lot of that content was coming and and into so so that was almost like the easiest way to triage okay we need to get this update out we can't not be in the app store get rid of this 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 tag from showing up in, in ios and and go about your day um 
and and it it seems like maybe because you know I think Tumblr is now just like a hundred people. Um, you know, Automatic yeah. uh, bought it for uh, Magic Beans. Basically, they I, I think I think it was I think it was two million dollars. I don't remember how Oof, it was. That's sad. It, uh, it was, but but I have to give Automatic and and Matt Mullen like especially like major props for buying it at all and and keeping it up because that was one of those things that like Verizon was ready to shut it down and 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 put it off there and it could have been sold to an ad tech company to be completely candid like somebody else could have bought it who wouldn't try to preserve any of it so we're lucky it even still exists and and that he kept all the employees which was way more expensive than the um the amount that he paid was was to keep all those employees but um you know but they they've, they've kind of go through this back and forth where they're like okay we have to make these changes to keep it in the app store that's what they think is happening um i at this point especially given what Tumblr's traffic is i have to wonder like why even bother being in the app store just have a progressive web app that yeah that's the thing i mean i get that probably most people prefer to use the app experience but maybe not now uh yeah i was gonna say at this point i don't feel like the app is that good yeah so uh, what was I, th- something you said reminded me of something. Oh, yeah. So uh, Tumblr did make a statement that they're going to like continue improving the user experience. So this might be some sort of stopgap on the way to a more normal reaction. Um, but as you pointed out, it's been done before. So who knows? Um, among the, again, the the blocked terms are also some that i are less funny you know when it comes to like talking about oh haha nodding is banned from tumblr now right um but also according to this document that i have of all the banned words anti-blackness anti-semitism the word arab um question mark which like a lot of people obviously use to talk about situations where they've encountered say anti-semitism or anti-blackness and Mm -hmm. like you know discuss that in a not a racist way but uh just the fact that these things exist so that's it's it's troubling of course to see words like that on the list of of banned words alongside brunette (laughs) (laughs) which 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 is hilarious the brunette is banned because the New York Times, the Times is on it, as as the, mm-hmm. the meme goes, ran this this thing the other day. Is like, why is everyone like everyone is becoming a brunette now? Because apparently <laughs> being blonde is chushy. So wow. Um, so everybody is is becoming brunette now, which makes me feel very seen. I was like, well, it took me 29 years of life and finally I have cool hair. So great. Finally, we're cool. I mean, listen, but finally, we're cool. Strong yeah. brows came into fashion finally after years of me and my brow problems i was gonna say that was like that was like peak like everything with simone being like yes yeah and they did like in a massive way because like the thin tiny kind of like pencil brows had been the thing and now it is very much strong brow which you have Thank such God. an amazing you have such an amazing brow game like like it's you and cara Delavine that have like the best brows thank you so. thank you uh sorry i just have to say I, I, i'm continuing to scroll through the list Canadian actor Eugene Levy. <laughs> okay. I, I, I wonder if that's related to Shit's Creek. Like, do they think that Shit's Creek is actually like S-H-I-T? I don't know. Uh, let, I mean, let me scroll down to S and see if Shit's Creek is also. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. And just a note, Jim, that is not a that is not a curse word. No, that, is, that, is, that is S-C-H-I-T-T. That is, nope, that is, it's not yeah. on here. Interesting. Wow. 
truly incredible. But 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 Eugene, not Dan, because like Dan, Eugene I could almost Lee. see. The Cause, cause, yeah, yeah, the, the American Pie Dad, yeah, venerated. You know, like, 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 you know, like Christopher Guest. You know, extraordinary. I, I uh, Tony the Tiger. Okay, to- okay that's because that of I can porn, understand. Though. Sorry, I was gonna say the 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 furries are horny. I mean, like, do you remember when the furries forced Tony off of Twitter? Yes, I do. I do. That's one of my favorite internet stories ever. It's good. Um, yeah, very, st- and also TMI. Huh. Okay. This is so dumb. Tumblr, you, honestly. you effed up. Come on. So, yeah, we'll see if they if they do something more nuanced than this. There has, with all of the technology that we have in this world, there's got to be a better way. But I guess, it, like, if if Apple truly just doesn't want any access to any porn at all, then why is Twitter? Why does Twitter have an app? Right. Why Why does Safari exist? Yeah. Uh, uh, whatever it's it's bizarre it's truly strange uh so sorry to all the omegaverse fans who yeah now cannot yeah, access their I'm... content because nodding is banned from the ios <laughs> app um we'll always have the browser i was gonna say this is uh, i think we're is becoming more and more clear why ao3 will never have an app yes and power to them for that <laughs> all right christina what are you doing this week um i am attempting to get back home Oh, yeah. um, so I'm, I've been in Atlanta uh, for the last almost two weeks and um, it snowed in Seattle, which not great because that affected you as well, right? Oh, has it snowed in Seattle? Oh, mama. Uh, I'm the only person who was not affected by it because the weak were cast out of SeaTac and only the strong remained by the time I arrived at the airport for my flight. Um, but every every single other person I know who has tried to leave Seattle in the last week has had one to six canceled flights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Grant was in Florida uh, with his with his mom and I had getting him back was difficult because his his flights were, were canceled because of the snow. And um, and then my flight, which was supposed to be today, was was canceled. Well, originally it was supposed to be yesterday and I had to go to a funeral. And then um, today um, there was a it, it was canceled. And then I had an option where I could have I to to get home before the end of this hellscape of a of, of a year, uh, I I could have flown from Atlanta to JFK and then JFK to Seattle. Now uh. I would I would have been in Delta One, which is like their premium premium class of service, but they don't even give you amenity kits now. And the service, like, yeah, you have the they did finally bring the food back, but it's still served like all on one thing. Plus, frankly, Omicron is everywhere, and I don't really know if I want to be you know like trying to enjoy like a, a luxury like yeah. experience that way plus it would take me 12 hours like it like it said your estimated travel time is like you know not even including another like getting to the airport and that stuff it was like 12 hours i was like okay that doesn't seem great and then um uh so instead i have a direct flight um uh i will still have the lay flat seat but i will also still be double triple masked i guess whatever yeah uh, on, a, on the morning of the first uh, uh, from 8 a.m. and then I'll get in at like 11 a.m. Um, in in Seattle, but and that's fingers crossed because now where there like there's been tornado watches in oh, Georgia, and and then you know they they've continued to have kind of like snow stuff in Seattle. So I'm trying to get home is what I'm saying. It's becoming like a, a veritable like planes, trains, and automobiles sort of thing of between like me and Grant trying to get us back. Um, I'm glad you were able to leave and I'm glad that, that your flight wasn't canceled. So 
Me too. Uh, all of my sympathy to you. It is a struggle out there. Um, and any listeners, if you're still stranded at your Christmas location, so sorry. <laughs> I hope you get home soon. Yeah, honestly, like other than like, okay, so a couple of years ago, I mean, it was it was kind of. I'm not, I'm not going to share this story. Never mind. Um, uh, people who uh, it's funny, but I'm not going to share it anyway. All right. Let's just say that uh, I'm hoping that. This will not be a portender of like things to come in 2022. Ah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm hoping I'm like, OK, look, have a good, easy flight out. That, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that I'll have like a good, easy flight out on the first. And I can just like shock up the rest of it to this hellscape of a year, which I think we can all agree has been nothing but terror. So um, not great. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so 2021 is ending in 2021 style for me. That's what I'm doing this week. I'm attempting to get home after having um it's been really nice to see my family, but it's 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 been a, a pretty stressful trip. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I'm doing this week. All right. Uh, I'm just getting back to work after, uh, as Christina said, getting home and having COVID, um, which I do not have anymore, which is Yay. awesome. Yay for me. Um, yep. I'm coursing with antibodies. I'm strong. I'm powerful. I can never die. Uh, and that's my position on that. So I'll just be getting back to work, prepping a video for publication next week, because Lord knows I did not get anything done last week. Well, yeah, I mean, you you had that you had the COVIDs. Did um, did any of your family members get it from you? No, not a single one. That's I was really good. We were very good. Um, masks work. That's what I have to say. Well, in theory, they do. Yeah. I mean, they do work, obviously. I'm just saying people can still have ways of I I, I one of my rapid tests showed that I did not. But I've had other symptoms. So I never had a fever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I might have had COVID. I'm not sure. Mystery. At this point, we're all going to get Omicron. Yes. <laughs> like 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 that's an inevitability. Four hundred and this is not me endorsing you getting Omicron audience. No, this is just no. me saying no, this is just I got no, it. <laughs> no, no, this, no, 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 no. This is me saying everyone needs to be vaxxed and boosted, and then get whenever the next booster is. Yeah, this is just this is just me being like, I don't know, doing some basic math and being like, okay, if we had four hundred and something thousand cases yesterday, and that was mostly PCR tests, so we don't even know all the unreported cases. Like, there's a certain like law of big numbers that at a certain point we're all getting this thing. Yeah, it de- being vaccinated made it a. I so much better, um, I will say. So, yes, yes to that. Anyway, my well wishes also to anyone else who has COVID out there. <laughs> yes, seriously, which a lot of people do. So I hope hope everybody's doing well and, and take it seriously. Also, even like if you're vaccinated and boosted, if you notice like a persistent cough, if you have something else, like please go to the doctor. Don't not do that thinking you're going to overwhelm the system. Like if it's not something that seems really bad, obviously, if you're young and healthy, but if you're if you're older and and you feel like you, you know, aren't feeling well, like go to the doctor. That's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. Like, because anyway, I should um, really. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Rockets. Hey, Christina, where can we find you online? You can find me at film underscore girl on the Twitters and the Instagrams. And you can find the videos that I do at work at YouTube.com slash Microsoft developer. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Doom Quasar and in my videos at youtube.com slash polygon. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you liked it, 
I hope that you've also reviewed it on Apple Podcasts. Don't tell them about all their sexual content. Um, please seriously, don't. Please, 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 please don't. don't. <laughs> please don't tag. Please don't tag uh, Nodding or TMI or Hashtag um, selfie, selfie or, or or Eugene Levy. Of God, God forbid we talk about Eugene Levy on this show. Honestly, ugh, disgusting. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. This episode of Rocket is terminated. Terminated. <laughs>